We've literally had Star Wars people kick us out of their house for not knowing <laughs> what they were talking about. They're like, the Jedi. The what? Get, a, get out. Get <laughs> out. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I had not seen the Star Wars movies. Right. And I was surrounded by people that had seen them, obviously, because everybody but me had. And somebody made a joke um, that I don't know that is technically appropriate. But the punchline was like a Star Wars thing. Yeah. And I I did not get it because I had not seen the movies. Totally. And everybody thought I was ridiculous because I did not understand <laughs> the joke. And I was like, I haven't seen the movie. Right. So how many times do kids run around the playground saying, look, I am your father? Uh, not and much, honestly. It's all people would say around my school. And oh, really? I had no idea what they were talking about. They would explain it and I still had no they idea. They gave you spoilers before you even knew what they were talking about? Everybody else on earth had seen it. Rude. So <laughs> to be fair. I mean, it, it's been spoiled for me, and we've just, we still haven't finished watching the original trilogy. Well, listen, we've talked about it when we go to Disney that it says, I love you, and then the other shirt says, I know. Yeah. That entire line was ruined because of all the t-shirts. But, you know, 45 years later. Yeah, the the uh, the limitation on spoiler alerts yeah. definitely is beyond 10 years. <laughs> you, you just, you, you've got to have seen the movie. At that point, you had to put it on t-shirts. Yeah. Exactly right. So when The Mandalorian came out, everybody was excited about it. They were. Yeah. Uh, I have quite a few friends that are super uh, Star Wars fans. And they said, oh my goodness, have you watched The Mandalorian? And yeah. I said, I have not. And they're like, you totally should. And I wasn't sure that it would be something that I would enjoy or understand. Uh -huh. uh, mostly because I, I'll admit, I feel like Star Wars fans can sometimes, um, in their over-eagerness to share their fandom with you, will dump a lot of information on you instead of simplifying it for somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Maybe these are just my friends. But sometimes their explanation just goes on and on and on and on until the point where my brain right. clicks off and I go, I don't know what you just said. Listen, it's true with sports. It's true with me and real estate. All of these things, like it's just what happens. Yeah. We get too excited about stuff and can't stop talking. Yeah. And for that, I love it. I love the passion. Yeah. And Star Wars fans are super passionate. And so. And this is part so, of the reason it's taken us so long to talk about The Mandalorian is because. Right. You know. Well, because so I don't want to <laughs> misrepresent that I am a super Star Wars fan and that I know everything about what I'm talking about. This is more of a. Uh, a very casual fan of yeah. the franchise. 
and my friend did say, you know, I feel like The Mandalorian is something that you can enjoy without having a real deep knowledge right. about Star Wars. Yeah. And I would say that that's an accurate description. Right. Yeah. Uh, there are probably a lot of really deep things that are talked about, uh, very um, niche fandom type uh-huh. of things that just go straight over our heads because I honestly have no idea. Um, but for someone who has seen the first two of the trilogy and then I saw the three prequels um, yeah. and then we saw the two newest ones but not the very last one. You We're all over folks. the place. We're all <laughs> over the place. I sat down to watch The Mandalorian a little bit nervous about it but definitely came through and went, okay, I can see what they're doing with this. We do have a strict rule on this podcast that we only do what we want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just because it's popular doesn't mean that I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not the right way to do it. But if, if it's something that's interesting to us and if it's a patch that we're excited about, then we'll do it. And, right. And, and if not, we're like, well, we're probably not going to serve it justice yeah. just by doing one that we don't fully love. But and, it's like you said, when people are passionate about something, it comes through in the way they talk about it. And you can always tell when people are faking that, yeah. in my opinion. So I'm not going to fake anything about The Mandalorian. I enjoyed it. But with that, the second season is getting started now. Yeah. And we're like, okay, this is better time of any to watch the first season. Yeah. And we'll get started, see what happens. And uh, started on the first one. We started watching two episodes a night for like, and, and knocked the whole thing out in like a matter of just seconds, yeah. right? Yeah. It was like a weekend and yeah. the entire first season was gone, <laughs> which was perfect because then the new season was coming out exactly. and it was working out perfect for us. Um, and now I know what people are talking about. Totally know. Yeah. Totally get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's great about this is I feel like, I, I thought it was going to be more of a extended, like made for TV movie extended kind of story, which I'm not as big of a fan of. Right. Uh, it feels a bit, clunky when they have to draw it out over you know eight episodes of an hour long you know uh-huh. eight hours of yeah. stuff um this one definitely feels more like a star trek type of thing where it's episodic you have an episode and you're on a planet doing a thing yeah and then the next episode while they're the st- still the same characters and there is some continuity with story it's a completely different situation that they're in from episode to episode. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it as well as more of a Star Wars situation or Star Star Trek. Yeah, where which each one might was be its a own. sacrilege for saying that. I don't know, but I remember watching Star Trek as a kid. Yeah, and it reminds me of that where every episode is different, and that's why it had so much success too. Yeah, and they could bring in characters and get rid of characters and stuff, and they right. Would say, it made it great. Yeah. It made it really, really good. I love Star Trek. Yeah. No, I just liked it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> it was enjoyable. It was it was kind of a big phenomenon when we were kids. Yeah. Um, the reason I think that those episodes work like that so well is because they have so many directors contributing. This blew me away because I had no idea when we sat down to watch it. Yeah. I had no idea that this was a thing. I didn't know that either. And quite honestly... Um, it, I could tell the difference. Oh, you could. Well, remember there were there was one episode that we watched, and now I can't remember exactly which one it was. But there was one episode that we watched that I was like, I didn't like that episode. Mm. And it's not that I'm saying the whole thing's awful. I'm just I personally didn't enjoy that specific episode. Was oh, it? it was the jailbreak episode. Okay, I did not like that one. Um, 
and a lot of people probably did. There are a lot of interesting characters in it, but personally, for my taste, it wasn't my favorite episode. And then you find out, oh, it's because someone different directed, directed episode. every episode. So you're going to come across things that you're like, oh, that's a unique choice they made there. Right. Which is fun. It's a fun way to do it. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. Uh, and by the way, this great thing about talking about it a year later is that uh, we can talk about all the spoilers. We oh, want, yeah. Spoilers right? ahead. There if we go. are going to remember what we're talking about. Because this one is is for me, too. The one that I had a problem with was um, where the child eats the eggs. And I was mm. like, Psst. Stop it. Stop. That's the new season. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's less of time. Oh, yeah. Dang it. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I, I Apparently, people were upset about that in general, though. Were people? Yeah. They thought it was going to be humorous, right? Yeah. They meant it to be humorous. I think so. The The goal was to make it humorous, but for some reason, everyone was, was very upset about that. Well, rightfully so. Like, she's working so hard. <laughs> she's trying, look at everything they're going through, and then the child is just eating them all up, and yeah. she's like, you're like, oh, no. He does learn his lesson at the end, though, because he, he sees the baby hatch, remember, and then he's playing with the baby yeah. afterward. So hopefully he's learned a lesson, but I think... The general culture was not very happy with that depiction of the child eating the eggs. Right. But we're probably, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, um, agree. I can agree with that. But there is a crazy amount of directors on here, all of whom are very talented, which I always find interesting. Um, and they also play fighters in the show. They did. Yeah, there's one. Okay, I'm going to butcher this name. Rick Famuyuga. There you go. Ugh. Not great at pronunciation, um, but apparently he also directed a few episodes of the TV show Lost. Mm. So this feels like something that would be very easy for him to step into. Yeah, I uh, could see that. Um, and by the way, this is why we have you pronounce the names is because I can't even tr start to try. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I butchered it. So let me know. Um, another one. Dave Filo Filoni. Ah, yeah. yes. Dave Filoni. Uh, he was the one uh, that worked on the Clone Wars, which is the animated Star Wars type of things. Yeah, and his behind the scenes was crazy to watch how excited he was about Star Wars. and For sure. And everything about it. And then when he finally got cat as part of it, like that was fantastic. Because he had to meet with, like G George Lucas and stuff and everything. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, how fun is that? Super cool and super exciting for him because that's what he's been most excited about his whole life, apparently. This is everybody's dream. I, even I don't even know as much and it would be my dream to meet with Star. No, I wouldn't even pretend. <laughs> Just be like, George, no. Well, it's and in the right. behind the scenes thing, they said we brought on people um, who loved the franchise. That's what we were looking for is people that were in love with Star Wars because, though, like we said, the passion bleeds through into the work, right. right? So these are all people that are super Star Wars fans and uh, got a dream come true kind of moment. Didn't they? Hmm. Uh, next, of course, we have Bryce Dallas Howard. Right. Uh, who most people will probably know from like Jurassic World recently. Um, she ran through the jungle in high heels for a whole movie. I love that scene. <laughs> running down the hallway in those high heels in the slow motion, close up on her feet. And oh, uh, from what we, I, from what I could gather, this is probably one of her first directorial moments. Uh, they said uh, she's very new 
Oh. So this might have been like one of the first things that she worked on on the director side of things. Yeah, I didn't think that she had directed many things. That's no. crazy that they put her on such a big project, right? Right. And I mean, it's always nice to have someone uh, directing you who has been on the other side of things. Yeah. Um, in any kind of business, honestly, if you, if you have a manager, you want someone that's worked the cash register too, because mm-hmm. then they can sympathize with what you're doing. Right. Oh, you know, that's right. Yeah. Mm, I totally agree with that one. And that's, um, I forget his name. I call him Opie, but it's not really his name. Um, Oh, her no. dad, right? Yeah. Now you oh, listen to us. You said Opie and it totally <laughs> left my mind. <laughs> You'll but, think of it. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Um, then we have Deborah Chow who uh, directed a few episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. Mm. Uh, so again, someone who's used to the kind of episodic setup. Uh, Takey, this one's going to get me too. He's really famous too, which is why I'm so embarrassed that I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Taika Watiti is the director of Thor Ragnarok, which was great. Oh, right. Such a good movie. Uh, and you can always tell his kind of a whimsical approach to things when he's directing you know they do it on purpose too so that like they know who the true fans are if you can pronounce my name properly you oh, obviously know that you call me fan. a fake fan right is that what you're doing <laughs> no. i'll well, give you the rest of these and we'll see what you say no we started out the episode by saying that oh okay yeah i mean we're fans i mean i enjoyed it i just i'm not I'm not super crazy over the top. It takes a lot to get me to binge watch an entire season. Sure. You know, I guess it's only 10 episodes, but to watch that, to watch anything 10 episodes in a week, it takes a lot for that it to does. happen. Uh, then, of course, we Different. have John Favreau, who directed and was in Iron Man. He's kind of the lead director, I believe. Yeah. Kind of in charge of all things. I had no idea he directed Iron Man. I just remember hmm. him being in the show. Mm-hmm. And then to come to find out that he directed it, I was like, oh, wow. So he's used to dealing with people in masks and metal suits. It's Perfect. Totally. He's, he's well adverse to that, yeah. And then we have uh, Peyton Reed, who directed Ant-Man. Mm. So again, another person that's used to working with Disney and whatnot. This is crazy. How many directors do they have? One more. Oh. And Carl Weathers, who... Uh, was is another actor turned director apparently huh. people would probably know him from the movie predator um so they have all these different voices different nationalities different backgrounds all coming in to kind of help create a world of worlds uh which is really fun you know the great thing about star wars is that from my perspective at least there is no end to where you can go Literally. There is there is an seemingly infinite number of mm-hmm. planets and directions that you can go in, which I think is fun. Uh, the only downside to that is then they continue to go back to older locations that yeah. I don't see as necessary. Well, you might as well, though. I mean, you, you can. History. You've already built up the story. Like one of the few things, one of the few things that I did know, they went back to Tatooine, which is where Luke Skywalker was from, right? Um, so I, I knew that planet ish. Um, but in general, I've said this since the beginning of them remake, making the new star Wars movies is that if I were in charge, I would go far, far away from the originals and do something completely unique because this is the one chance you have to do something like that. Right. Yeah. With billions and billions of planets to choose from, you literally cannot 
we're in the same family still <laughs> all all three trilogies have been about one family like yeah, that's true it, it's time to move on from these people i hate to say it but did you not think that they moved on pretty well from this last one no it was all wrapped up in uh the same people luke and leia and han all tying it back to them i guess you have to tie it back to them somehow in order for people not to be completely disconnected I, and and that's a choice I, it's not one that I would make though. And yeah. th this is why they haven't asked me to direct a Star Wars movie <laughs> is because I would say, no, we've got we infinite planets that we can go to and tell completely different stories. So yeah, let's we go don't even know who those people else. are. Yeah, And they do talk about the empire and different things as well. Yeah. And that would only be um, relevant to people inside that area that would know about it. Right. Even though they have a huge span. And, you know, again, we may be missing the point. Maybe the point is to stick around this bloodline I have no idea their additional stories. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Um, but this this series has been very entertaining. Uh, it's always something unique. It's always exciting to see what Mando is up to this week on The Mandalorian. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because the thing about him is we like he's a good guy, but he's a bad guy too, right? Like he has a darker edge to him. I mean, he was part of a, the guild of people that were out searching for outlaws. So it's not, he's not a squeaky clean character, I would say. Maybe that is why we like bounty hunter type people so much. Yeah. Is that they're a little more human. Well, they're fighting for good, but then they're, you know, they play in the, they play inside the, uh, you know, evil world quite a bit. Mm. <laughs> they're not afraid to fight dirty. Right. But it seems like the Mandalorian is a little bit more honor bound than I thought they were going to be. Yeah. Because the very little true. interaction that I've had with, Star Wars obviously is with Boba Fett being the Mandalorian person in the okay. other ones. And he was kind of a bad guy. Like uh -huh. he wasn't necessarily like the, the good force for good in the universe. So you, I kind of went into this with that thought process thinking, okay, is the Mandalorian going to be a bad guy yeah. that we're following? And it's obviously not the story that we're telling here. Yeah. So, yeah, when reading up on it, there's a lot of praise about it from um, people who praise George Lucas, you know, and then you're like, I wonder if you just are required to do that or if they're, I if mean, I think, is authentic. Do you, in your opinion, do you think he would be impressed with it? Uh, I would think so. I don't know that he's, has he said anything publicly about it? I don't think so. Okay. I haven't seen it. I, I think he would be pleased with it. He was, he was not, he was vocally not very pleased with the last trilogy. Yeah. Um, this one feels a little bit more, uh, here's the interesting thing about it. I've watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff and I was watching behind the scenes stuff on Indiana Jones and, uh, George Lucas is obviously on there cause he was a producer on Indiana Jones Yeah, and he was talking about his, his prep work on star Wars. Uh -huh. Right. And he's like, I wanted it to be quick and dirty i didn't want anything too flashy it was kind of supposed to be like a saturday morning serial where things you know we didn't do super over the top special effects and things like wow, that. wow talking about star wars that way uh star wars and indiana jones okay uh he's like i had these two ideas at the same time basically and so i think this kind of show is kind of it allows them to flesh out the star wars universe in a more relatable and consumable way for the regular person. Okay. Um, 
which I think is great because people like you and me can enjoy it. And people that have been consuming the Star Wars media ravenously since they were kids can also enjoy it. And there isn't a major disconnect between our level of enjoyment of this particular program. Completely true. And that's what you love in a good show is one that um, if you're fully engaged, then you can watch it and get all of the inside um, aspects of it. But then if you're just a casual viewer, you can just enjoy it for what it is. Right. And that's when you know it's a good show. Right. Um, and and so for that reason, I totally loved it. It was fun. It's still going on. There's yeah, still episodes. We're looking forward to it. I, I guess we don't need to plug it. Y'all know. Y'all watching it already. Um, it's like the thing everybody's watching. It's what everybody's watching. Completely. Uh, so overall score for The Mandalorian, at least season one. We haven't finished season two, obviously. but Oh, it's a perfect score. Yeah. Perfect like, score. Yeah, it's one of the best shows on TV right now, right? Wow. And that's coming from a completely non- um star wars or um sci-fi yeah i'm totally not a sci-fi type of a person at all um but yeah even with that i say it's perfect and i do have to say i'm really glad that they're using real effects for a lot of things it's not all computer generated there are people just in rubber masks the the child is basically a puppet most of the time which i love i love that look we're totally gonna have to talk about that yeah but there's a, there's a lot about it. There's a lot to talk about with the Mandalorian. Maybe we'll pick it up again in, a, in another conversation. But it's like I always say, this is the way. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast. <laughs>